Welcome to the podcast, Youth Leadership and Development with your friend, Daryl. So this podcast is for anyone involved in serving young people. You could be an educator, a a guidance counselor, a professor at university, HR officer, or a member of the clergy, a parent or guardian. This podcast is for you because I want to help you serve young people at a higher level. Okay, so on today's episode, we're going to talk about the need for youth leadership and development. You see, I don't want to assume that because you're in the space um, and maybe because of the work that you do, that, that you interact with young people, I don't assume that you are convinced of the need for youth leadership and youth development. It may be that you're on the fence, you think it's unnecessary, that it's not really worth the effort, and so I just want to lay out some information for you, probably jar your mind a bit, just in case you're on the fence about this very important cause that you're engaged in. When you look at it from a population perspective, the young people uh, are a significant aspect of our constituency. In Trinidad, they represent approximately 20% of the population. In Barbados, about 12%. Across the region, uh, the Caribbean region, young people represent roughly 20% of the population. In America, they represent 14% of the population. And the working population of young people is at approximately 17.5 million, with 24% in leisure and hospitality, 20% in the retail sector, 11% in educational and health services. So these are significant numbers. So our young people, they are, they are among us, they are everywhere, they are contributing, yeah, and we want to ensure that they develop to their maximum potential. So you will need to think about where you're at, what space you're in, and how does that you know connect with you. So if you're in a nonprofit, if you are a, in a business, and you need to look at okay, how many young people I have, and and their ages, and 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 start to think about it from that perspective. Okay, because imagine you're in a a, a medium sized company or a small business or even a large enterprise. And they represent, let's say, 20%, 30%, whatever's the number of the, the population under your care. Then you need to think about, okay, how am I serving them and it, in a way to ensure that they could become the best that they can be? Because at the end of the day, it benefits you and them. So I want to start my campaign to convince you of the need for youth development and leadership by talking about a pretty heavy topic. It's not the most glorious one. We're talking about public safety and security, also called crime. When we look at the issue of crime across you know, geographies, 
we have to acknowledge the significant impact or role by young people. Yeah? And for those of you, I have worked in an urban setting in, in, in terms of youth work. And for those of you who have, you know, you know just how jarring this is in terms of our reality to treat with. In the United States, we have a surge in crime in a, in a lot of the major cities. And unfortunately, young people are a significant part of that. So, it's so bad that the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, on July 6, 2021, declared a disaster on gun violence. All right? It, has, it was the first time that a governor of any state would have taken such an action. So he said about 0.7% of the city's at-risk youth have been or seen uh, 36% of the city's recent shootings. It's not good. That's not good at all. One in four secondary school children in the Eastern Caribbean countries experienced bullying at least once during the past month. And in a survey in 2017, Trinidad Tobago noted that a quarter of girls experienced sexual violence by the age of 18. So this is happening across geographies in terms of involvement. In Chicago, the average age of a shooter is 15 or 16 years old. And this was reported uh, by Superintendent Eddie Johnson. So it's really, really, really terrible. In 2019, the age group with the highest um, number of murderers were 20 to 40 years old. <laughs> Sorry, 20 to 24 years old in the United States. And they were also the highest number of victims, that age group 20 to 24. So I came across a quote uh, by Josh Ship. I was listening to him on his page. He's a youth worker based on the West Coast in California. A really, really amazing gentleman. He said, every kid is one caring adult away from being a success story. So this is the challenge for us to be that one caring adult away from a child being a success story story. So I want to challenge you in the space that you're in. If you are having any doubts at all about the need for focused attention on youth development and leadership, I hope that you know those you know realities of youth involvement in crime would have you know caused you to sit up straight and think to yourself, you know what? I need to be that one caring adult away from a child being a success story. I want to share one more thing with you that I think is really important for you to bear in mind. And that's the topic of mental health and youth. So, Youth mental health is getting worse. 9.7% of young people in the U.S. have severe major depression. 
60% of young people with major depression did not receive any mental health treatment for the period 27 to 2018. Okay? Now, this happened even in states with greater access. That's crazy. And, of course, there could be a number of reasons for that. For instance, you know, the stigma you know, you, you, of mental health it may cause young people to say, you know, I don't want to go and get help because then they'll look at me all crazy. The cost, because, you know, everything has a cost. And sometimes families have to, you know, balance, okay, am I going to pay for health insurance or I'm going to take a cheaper plan or try and get through the, the year with no health insurance and, and then uh, do something else. These are some of the challenges that I that some you know families do do navigate so it is it is a real challenge now on the flip side educators and guidance officers and social workers are also reporting higher higher and increased rates of burnout uh, or of weariness of mental fatigue and i don't want to ignore that and and this this you know discount that that is a reality as well so in trinidad it's wow in Trinidad, one out of every four secondary school students was found to have significant depression, right? And this was a shocker to me, this this point here, this next point, that we are third highest in the Caribbean region for suicide, Trinidad and Tobago. Had no idea about that. That This is, this is like breaking news to me. Third highest rate in the Caribbean. The Secretary of the Association of Psychiatrists in Trinidad and Tobago, Dr. Varma Dialsing, he said this in October 2020, that suicide is now the second highest cause of death for the age group 15 to 29. Now, I thought the second highest cause of death for that age group would have been, I don't know, um, some kind of you know, physical ailment or something like that, you know, probably from excessive smoking and drinking and liming, partying, etc. But I didn't think suicide. So it is, it is, mental health uh, is something that is a challenge for our young people. That is the suicide rate in the U.S. right now, uh, as of 2018, is 10.7 per 100,000. So it is, it is significant um, across geographies and it just really impresses upon us the need to ramp up the work that we're doing. So if if at all you had any doubts about the work that you're doing, whether it's in your faith-based community, at, you know, the, at the job, maybe you're, you are involved in career development, uh, you're involved in non-profit work, some sort of case management, you're helping persons with HIV and AIDS, etc., etc. The work that you're doing for persons uh, who are in that young uh, group, that young adolescent, uh, early adult group, yeah, it's really critical. It's really important. I want to salute you and I want to encourage you to keep pressing on because we need you. So the young people in our care, they represent 
you know, a real treasure. They are the the current or the present because they they are with us now. They are being molded. They are being guided. They are being developed to become, you know, the great person that they are, you know, destined to be. But they also represent the future, the future of our businesses, the future of our countries as they probably aspire to become leaders in our countries, uh, the future of our of our communities and our families within those communities. These are the young people who we have the honor to to lead, to nurture, to develop, to care for. So it's not something to con- to take lightly, to to take flippantly. the The need for youth development and leadership uh, building is just it's it's generational work because you're going to be adjusting and basically affecting the trajectory of a generation of of decision making that is going to impact you know years down the road remember as i said in the first episode this work is the long game and i want to encourage you to see it as that when you think about the issue of crime and public safety and youth mental health just those two points alone you know, it must cause you to think seriously about the work that you're doing and just how significant it is. Reflected on, you know, my research for this podcast, for this episode, and, you know, just some of these statistics that I came across, what really, I guess, rang out to me was the prevalence of mental health challenges. In my own home country, to know that suicide is now the second highest cause of death for those persons 15 to 29, and that we're third in the region, that has been uh, really, really, really um, just sobering to think about. And then... You know, to think about the fact that 60% of young people have not received in the United States care for their mental health challenges, even with persons uh, in states with greater access to care. You know, like New York State is one of those states where you have greater access to care, lower barriers. I said, wow, that is crazy. That is crazy. And there's so many agencies doing, doing work here. So, you know, it says to it says to me, you know, in my own thinking, okay, that there's still a lot to be done, a lot to be done. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and uh, it it gave you something to think about. Yeah, and. Feel free, please, to leave a comment, to to leave a review, and to let me know what you think about what was shared. I appreciate anything that you'd have to say and definitely would take it in stride. I want to encourage you, uh, until we meet again, to think about, you know, the need for youth development and why you are engaged in the activity, 
Why are you doing it? And develop a list of whys. Think about three whys and write them down. And if you are willing and brave enough, share them with me. Why are you doing this? Why are you engaged in helping young people, whether it is via your role in HR, in your nonprofit work, in your faith-based work? I would think about it, develop three whys, and you could also share it with me. I'd love to know. episode we're going to talk about preparing young people for leadership you're going to love it it's going to really give you some tools and techniques and some insights into how you could you know prepare young people for the future and for the current um, circumstances in terms of leading and serving i'm excited for it look out for it next week thursday until then live epic (laughs) 